0: Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim wa nasalli ala Rasulul Kareem, ama'bad. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa And we're continuing our exploration of Rumi, signs of the unseen, fihi ma fihi. And we are uh, starting discourse number four on page 15 of the Thaxton translation right far away
1: okay someone said there is something I have forgotten there is one thing in the world that should not be forgotten you may forget everything except that one thing without there being any cause for concern if you remember everything else but forget that one thing you will have accomplished nothing It would be like a king who sends you to a village on a specific mission. You go and perform a hundred other tasks. If you neglect to accomplish the task for which you were sent, it is as though you did nothing. Man, therefore, has come into the world for a specific purpose, and aim. If he does not fulfill that purpose, he does nothing. We propose a faith unto the heavens and the earth and the mountains, and they refused to undertake the same and were afraid thereof. But man undertook it. Verily, he was unjust to himself and foolish.
0: Okay, so... So what is what is Rumi saying? You should not forget.
1: Um, faith.
0: You should not forget your purpose. Oh, purpose. And so, what is the purpose for our existence? To worship. Yeah, it's to worship Allah. That's literally all it is. And and so, if you forget everything else in life, that is fine, as long as you don't forget the fact that our purpose is to worship Allah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's wow. continue.
1: We offered. We offered the faith to the heavens. They were not able to accept it. Consider how many mind-boggling feats they perform. They turn rocks into rubies and emeralds. They turn mountains into mines of gold and silver. They cause the plants of the earth to burst forth. They give life, and they create a garden of Eden. The earth, too, receives seed and gives forth fruit. It covers up blemishes and does innumerable miraculous things. The mountains also produce various minerals. All these things they do, but that one thing they cannot do. That one thing is for mankind to do. And we have honored the children of Adam.
0: Okay, so so of all the wondrous things that that the mountains can do, that the earth can do, uh, they cannot be the worshippers of Allah Taala. Now they praise Allah Taala, and and so now what we're saying in the context of being the worshippers of Allah Taala here, we're basically the job is to be the Khalifas of Earth. You know? okay. and so the fact that that has been assigned to us is an honor. Now, think of this honor in a couple different ways. One, it is an honor because Allah has made us into human beings. Mm-hmm. And more than that, it's an honor because Allah has given us attention. Yeah. Okay. Because there will be people on the Day of Judgment that we are taught will not be given any attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on top of that, just uh, it is by definition a, an honored position to be the caretakers. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Since
1: God did not say we have honored the heavens and earth, it is therefore for mankind to do that which the heavens and earth and the mountains cannot do. If man accomplishes his task, his injustice in himself and folly are canceled out. You may object and claim that, although you do not accomplish that task, you do nonetheless perform many other deeds. But I say to you that man was not created for those other deeds. Mm. It is as though you were to use a priceless blade of Indian steel of the sort found in in king's treasuries as a cleaver for rotten meat, and then justify your act by saying, I'm not letting this blade stand idle. I'm putting it to good use.
0: Mm -hmm. This is another very, very important point because this is addressing the point of, what about people who do good? They should also Mm -hmm. get salvation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a nice point that in a way, all of us actually hope the answer would be yes in the sense that we don't want anyone to suffer but the fact is that okay my job my design is literally nothing but to worship allah and then as a human being my design my purpose is to be the khalifa of allah which means if i'm doing other things i am not doing what i'm designed to do i'm doing things that are actually beneath my dignity and so so the example he's giving is suppose you have this blade of the finest steel that's in the possession of the king's treasury, and they use it to cut rotten meat. Okay, You can say, oh yeah, I'm still doing something, but mm-hmm. that's not what you were designed for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just imagine, you know, uh, what would be another example? Like for a commute to take uh, a bunch of people, you know, from who work in the factory all day long, to take them to the locker rooms, and imagine you get the finest luxury car. Mm-hmm for like a five-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Now you could say, well, it's to honor them and such, but you could also say it's, it's a complete waste of, of, of money, mm-hmm. as opposed to giving them the salary if you know where they can afford it. But the point is that everything has been designed for its purpose, mm-hmm. and if you're using it for some other purpose, then it is often either below or above the dignity of that. Okay.
2: Um,
1: it is as though you were to use a golden bowl to cook turnips in. Yeah,
0: it's the same point. So. Yeah. You get uh, instruments of solid gold, and then you're using it to put your flaming Hot Cheetos inside it. Right.
1: One fraction of that bowl could buy a hundred pots. It is as though you were to use a gem-encrusted dagger to hang a broken gourd on and say, I'm putting it to use by hanging the gourd on it. I'm not letting the dagger stand idle. Is it not both pitiful and ludicrous when the gourd could what could be as well served by a wooden peg or an iron nail, the worth of which could be measured in pence? What is the logic in using a dagger worth a hundred dinars to such a purpose?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: God has fixed a high price. Uh, fi- God has fixed a high price on you. He has said, "Verily, God hath purchased of the true believers their souls and their su- su- and their substance, promising them the enjoyment of paradise." Okay,
0: so. So not only has Allah Ta'ala given us this honor, he has given us the highest honor of all creation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning there is nothing in creation that has been given the honor that human beings have except that prophets have been given a higher honor. Mm-hmm. And so so again, the point is that we are often selling ourselves short in terms mm-hmm. of the honor that we are worth, the dignity that, that, that we are worth. And sometimes we replace that Honor and dignity with things that are fundamentally irrelevant, like social status, mm-hmm. and or you know your 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 lineage. So because we are of such and such lineage, you know we can't marry people of their their community because they're lower and beneath us. You know that's mm-hmm. it's it's literally a statement of confusing your honor, your dignity. And so then this last point, Allah has purchased the souls of the true believers. So now imagine you are going to the store and you're purchasing the finest product. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so Allah Ta'ala has purchased our so- our souls. Okay. But in exchange, the price he's paying is that he will give us paradise, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, you surpassed this world and the next in value. What am I to do if you do not know your own worth? Do not sell yourself short for you are extremely valuable.
0: Okay. Again, same, same point over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this last point, what am I to do if you don't know your own worth? Right. Mm -hmm. I can't help you (laughs) if you do not really appreciate how valuable you are. Now apply this to the question of validation, that every one of us has a need for validation and that need is supposed to be fulfilled by our parents. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what happens when people come to my office is because and they don't realize this is what happened, but because they didn't get validation from the people they needed to get it from, meaning their Mm -hmm. parents. Then they start looking for validation from everybody else, and they're trying to make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. And then that creates a second problem. First problem is you're looking for validation from everybody. The second problem becomes that then you start getting suspicious that people are not, you know, that they're they're saying nice things to you in person, but behind your back they're doing something negative. So you start developing this paranoia. And so one of the consequences of not working according to your dignity and value is that you start creating these other, you know, the for protection, you start creating these other countermeasures. Okay. Okay. And then what else happens is that, you know, uh, when students are coming to the office, the goal that I have, if this is somewhere less similar to what the problem is, then the goal I have is to try to help them figure out how to appreciate the value that tell has put on them. Mm-hmm. But it is such a thing that, you know, if you didn't get a sense of validation from your parents, mm-hmm. you'd spend the whole rest of your life, you don't care where, and you're going to go to the wrong crowd, the wrong person, you know, the wrong behaviors, just to fulfill this need to, for validation, which is the result of not being taught your true dignity. So essentially what I'm saying is that those other paths people take are beneath them.
1: God says, I have bought you every breath you take, your substance, and your lifespan. If they are spent on me and given to me, the price is eternal paradise. This is what you are worth to me. If you sell yourself to hell, you will have done injustice to yourself like the man who sticks a blade worth a hundred dinars in the wall and hangs a pot or a gourd in it.
0: Okay, so same basic point, but it's as though Allah is speaking to us individually in the first person. Mm -hmm. I've I've bought you... Every aspect of you, I have taken ownership of it. Meaning, you are worth that much, mm-hmm. yeah. and so if you spend it in my way, then you're getting you're getting paradise as your payment. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't, then you're basically selling yourself short. You have done injustice to nobody but yourself, and so this point we, this is a point we might have touched on before. That if someone is committing a crime in this dunya. Mm-hmm. They are actually the primary victims of the crime. Mm Okay, so let's say I backbite you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: From a dunya perspective, it looks like I have harmed you Mm -hmm. and perhaps I have harmed your your reputation. Mm -hmm. But dunya is not the whole of life. We get the day of judgment. And what does that mean? That if I didn't get your forgiveness in dunya, uh, then what happens is that on the day of judgment, I'm paying you with my deeds, which means Mm -hmm. all I did was a sentence of backbiting Mm -hmm. And the result is that I've just given you my deeds. Now, even if you've forgiven me, and I'm not paying, and I don't have, I don't owe anything on the day of judgment. The fact that I've backbited you and you've forgiven me, you, I've literally raised your status. See what we're saying? Yeah. Even, um, even if you've forgiven me, because by forgiving me, you are also raising your status. Yeah. You know, by by letting go. Mm. So, anytime you do any wrong to anyone. Mm-hmm. You are the primary victim, and you've basically elevated, from the big picture perspective, your seeming victim. Mm-hmm. So so this is a, this is a, the, the, the problem about uh, people who have loose tongues, what they don't realize, mm-hmm. is they're literally depleting themselves and elevating this person, this person, this person, this person, every single person. And they might think they're doing it for a noble reason,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but often it's just straight up backbiting. And thus the example of using, you know, the, the priceless sword mm-hmm. to cut a carcass. Mm-hmm. That's the tongue being used. Because what are we taught is the analogy of backbiting. You're, you're, you're eating, eating the, the carcass of yeah. your, your dead brother. So.
1: You use the pretext of busying yourself with a hundred exalted works. You say that you're learning jurisprudence, wisdom, logic, astronomy, medicine, and so forth. These are all for yourself. You learn jurisprudence so that no one will be able to rob you of a loaf of bread or tear your clothing or kill you. This is all in order for you to live in well-being.
0: Okay, so now we're moving from looking at your purpose mm-hmm. to appreciating your dignity mm-hmm. to not looking at your intentions. Okay. And so the examples he's using are, are studies of Dean. Mm-hmm. And so I can study Dean as a way to help me fulfill my purpose. Mm-hmm. Or I can study dean, you know, to to cash in. So this is something I have to be very, very cautious about. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Because my work here, in terms of chaplaining, I'm getting Mm -hmm. paid for. Mm -hmm. And so should I rightfully expect Allah to reward me um, (laughs) on the day of judgment? Possibly not, because the reason I'm coming to the office is because this is what I'm getting paid to do. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And inshallah, a whole bunch of people are getting benefited from it, inshallah. But it doesn't necessarily mean (coughs) that I have mountains of reward waiting for me. You know, but it would be a problem if people pray for me. So I can still get those mountains of reward. Anyways, yeah.
2: What
1: you learn in astronomy, such as the phases of the celestial spheres, and the influences they have on the Earth, the gravity or levity of security or fear, is all connected with your own condition. All of these are for yourself. In astrology, the lucky or unlucky portents are connected with your own ascendant. It is still for your own ends. If you ponder the matter, you will realize that you are the principal and these things are subordinate to you. Now, if those things that are subordinate to you have so many miraculous subdivisions, consider what you, who are the principal must be like. If your subordinates have apo- A- apogees. apogees or nadirs, yeah. lucky and unlucky portents, consider what apogees and nadirs you must have in the world of spirits consider what lucky and unlucky portents indications and counterindications you who are the principal must have that in, that such a spirit possesses this property is capable of this and is fitting for such a job
0: okay so so now putting this in perspective what are we yeah. saying that <clears throat> when you are studying something mm-hmm. there's going to be an amount of you that's being reflected in what you're studying Mm-hmm. Now, that might seem strange for studying science or studying math, mm-hmm. but what is also being reflected is the joy that you're getting. Okay. And so when you make this into a bigger picture, mm-hmm. we're saying that, okay, the thing that you're studying um, is full of all kinds of different values and all kinds of, it's like a kaleidoscope of different, of different parts. Mm-hmm. And so it's saying, appreciate what you are. So your interactions with people reflect you. What you're studying or your profession also reflects you, and then, and and so so the point is that they are your relationships, especially if they become transactional, are basically things you've made at your service. Okay. Now, what a uh, way to really think about this is if I post on Instagram,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in theory, I'm posting for other people to mm-hmm. see, but then if I'm looking at who liked it. Mm -hmm. Then basically, actually, the point is I posted for people to like it Mm -hmm. and then like me. Right? Mm -hmm. And so fundamentally, just about everything we do, even if it is a selfless act, Mm -hmm. there's an amount of selfishness in there Mm -hmm. or self-praise in there. And we probably made the point before that even self-loathing is a type of Mm self-praise, a type of self-attention. And and so, now putting all this together, we're saying that, and this is a point that keeps getting repeated through this book, imagine your whole existence is an arrow. Mm-hmm. Either the arrow is facing towards Allah or the arrow is facing towards yourself. Mm-hmm. It's basically two options. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. Over and above the food you eat to maintain yourself physically, there is another food. As a prophet said i spend the night with my lord and he feeds me and gives me drink in this world you have forgotten that the the other food and and occupied yourself with the food of this world day and night you cater to your body now this body is your steed and this world is its stable a horse's food is not fit for its rider a horse maintains itself after its own fashion since you have been overwhelmed by your bestial and animal nature you have remained in the stable with the horse and have no place among the ranks of kings of the kings and princes of the world where your heart is since your body is dominant you must obey the body's orders you are held prisoner by it like majnun when he set out for Layla's country so long as he was cons conscious he drove his camel in the right direction but once he became absorbed in Layla, he forgot both himself and the camel the camel which had a child back in the village turned around toward the village at the the first opportunity when majnun came came to he saw that he had been going the wrong way for two days thus he kept going to and fro for three months when at last he cried this camel is a curse to me so saying he jumped from the camel and set off on his own my camel's desire is behind me while my own desire lies ahead. truly she and I are at odds. okay
0: so now <clears throat> I said that this arrow that is you mm-hmm. is either pointing towards Allah mm-hmm. uh, Allah or it's pointing towards yourself. Mm-hmm. Now the way it often manifests if it's pointing towards yourself is what are you imprisoned by? Okay. so you might be imprisoned by your body okay. Uh, it might you might be imprisoned by your object of love, especially if it's an overwhelming love. Mm-hmm. You know, like when students come to the office full of infatuation mm-hmm. to the point they can't think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or it could be uh, it could be taken up by whatever it is you, you know, other than Allah worship. Mm-hmm. And so so the point is <clears throat> these are things that look real that then take you away from your primary focus. Okay. And so in our society, like the Prophet, peace be upon him, he was asked, you know, what does he fear about mm-hmm. us? Does he fear that we are going to be poor? And then no, mm-hmm. he fears that we're going to be rich. Okay. And so it's sort of like every community has its tragic flaw. The tragic flaw of the Muslim Ummah is wealth. Mm-hmm. That if, now, it doesn't mean that if you have wealth, you're doomed, yeah. because obviously Uthman had, mashallah, tremendous wealth. Mm-hmm. But the point is that dunya... As manifested in wealth, is the easiest way for us to lose our way completely. Okay. Cool. And so, here in Layla and Majnun is one of the classic stories of Islamic tradition. He is so taken with Layla that he loses control of his senses, and so he loses his focus. And so, now in his imagination, all he's thinking about is Layla, mm-hmm. and so he stops paying attention to his camel. Mm-hmm. And his camel's like, hey, there's my kid. And so the camel just takes him in a completely different direction. And so what are we saying? That if you lose focus, Mm. then something else is going to take control of you. Okay, Okay. continue.
1: Someone came to Sayyid Burhanuddin Muhaqqaq and said, I have heard praise of you from a certain person. Let me see, he replied, what sort of person he is, whether he has reached such a degree that he can know me and praise me. If he knows me by what I have said, he does not know me because words are impermanent sounds are impermanent lips and mouths are impermanent they are all incidental if he knows me by what i have done the case is likewise if however he knows my essence then i know that he is capable of praising me and that the praise belongs to me
0: okay so so what are we saying here that all right i've heard praise i've heard these great things about you so how well does this person know me now why is that also important because Anytime we hear that we've been praised, mm-hmm. we naturally want to, you know, we'll tell me more, right? Yeah. Okay. And so as a self-protection mechanism, mm-hmm. critique the praise. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember if we discussed it here in, in this book, but when you receive criticism, mm-hmm. you should always consider it, regardless of who it's coming yeah. from. It could be coming from someone who knows you, someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know you, because it may be that Allah Ta'ala is, is giving you criticism mm-hmm. through that person. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, in the case of praise, however, you immediately have to become skeptical. Mm -hmm. Now, why do you have to become skeptical? Connecting this with everything that's Mm -hmm. above. Because it may make you lose your way. Okay. Because we said that, all right, my relationships, especially if they're transactional, are at my service. Mm -hmm. My profession is at my service. Mm -hmm. So praise is enhancing my narcissism. Okay. So as a protection for me against my narcissism, mm-hmm. I have to I have to critique the praise. All right, so what does this person know? Does he know my words? Okay, words are lighter than air. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't know me. Does he know my actions? Actions are forgotten very fast. Okay, he doesn't know me. Does he know my essence? Mm-hmm. If he knows my essence, <clears throat> then it's not really praise.
2: Okay.
0: It's an objective uh, assessment mm-hmm. of me. Okay. Which means, okay, this aspect that I'm working on, I don't need to, uh, I can be confident that I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. The places of my being that I'm not working on, that I'm not doing as mm-hmm. well, because they're not being mentioned, mm-hmm. are places that I need to work on. See what we're saying? Yeah. That if you're receiving praise in something, mm-hmm. you're also being, in it's objective, you're also being told where you need to improve, mm-hmm. the stuff you're not being praised about. Okay,
2: okay
0: let's continue.
1: This is like the story they tell of a king who entrusted his son to a group of skilled men with whom the boy remained until they had taught him total mastery of astronomy, geometry, and other sciences, despite his utter stupidity and ineptitude. One day, the king took a ring in his fist, and by way of testing, his son said, Come, tell me what I am holding in my fist.
0: Okay, so so just imagine the scenario. Yeah. You have a king who hires a bunch of tutors, mm-hmm. and now the king says, All right, what's in my hand? Mm -hmm. Okay, continue.
1: What you are holding, he answered, is round, yellow, and has a hole in the middle. Since you have described it correctly, said the king, tell me what it is. It must be a millstone, he said. You have given its characteristics so precisely that the mind is boggled. With all the education and knowledge you have acquired, how has it escaped you that a millstone cannot be held in the fist?
0: Okay, so. so. Here we have something very fascinating. So mm-hmm. uh, a few paragraphs ago, uh, Rumi thought, talked about the person who's studying Dean and astronomy mm-hmm. and this and that, and and doesn't realize that the person who's the person who who's studying doesn't realize that it's actually distracting him mm-hmm. from his 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 job mm-hmm. as opposed to directing him more to mm-hmm. his job. And so now we have a deeper consequence of study mm-hmm. that when you study, you almost. There, you run the big risk of losing the forest for the trees. Okay. Good. So this person has had the best tutors in the world mm-hmm. and has developed these amazing insights, mm-hmm. yet still has you know some some strange flaws. Mm-hmm. So it's like you hold your hand up and then you tell me, okay, what's what am I holding my hand? And I say uh, it's something made of metal. It also has some cloth mm-hmm. and and. Um, and some round parts. And you say, that is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And let's say what you're holding in your hand is a really tiny, tiny purse that mm-hmm. has some coins in it, right? A coin bag. Mm-hmm. And then you ask me, well, what am I holding? And I say, oh, you're holding a car. Mm-hmm. Good. Then you're like, have you lost your mind? Mm-hmm. How could you figure it out? Mm-hmm. So now what are we saying here? If you're looking at something from the outside mm-hmm. qualities, uh, that is not going to tell you the essence of what mm-hmm. it is. Good. Okay. And if you look at a human from the outside qualities, mm. then what you have is an animal. Mm. Good. Okay. As opposed to looking at a human from the essence of, of, of what it is. Okay, continue.
1: Um, so now, it, so it is now that the, le- the learned of our time miraculously fathom the sciences. They have learned perfectly to comprehend all sorts of extraneous things that, sh- that do not concern them. What is truly important and closest of all to a man in his own s- is. is his own self. But that our learned do not know, they pass judgment on the legality or illegality of everything, saying this is permissible and that is not, or this is lawful and that is not. However, the hollowness, yellowness, design, and roundness of the king's ring are coincidental, for if you cast it into the fire, none of those things remains. It becomes its essence, free of any of these characteristics. All the sciences, acts, and words that they put forward are likewise. They have no connection with the substance of the thing which will abide after all these others. Likewise, likewise are all these attributes of which they speak and upon which they expound. In the end, they will render a judgment that the king is holding a millstone in his fist, since they know nothing of that which is the principal thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So again, what are we saying? That you are losing sight of, of the process of study, which help, mm-hmm. should help you get closer to reality, is actually turning away from reality. Here is what a millstone is. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so, for people who are listening, the, the one person who's listening, it's, you can google Millstone and see but the point again is that uh, that he, Rumi is criticizing the scholars of the generation mm-hmm. saying you guys have been all caught up on is this haram or not mm-hmm. this is this is halal, that is not and you missed the, the big point which is not about haram and halal it is serving Allah Ta'ala according to our responsibility mm-hmm. as khalifas
2: okay.
0: so are they doing something wrong Technically, they're not. But the point is that the direction a person needs to be given is towards being the Khalifas of Allah on the earth.
1: I am a bird, a nightingale, or a parrot. Because my voice is fixed and cannot make any other sound, even if I am told to produce a different sort of sound, I cannot. Contrary to this is the case of someone who has learned to imitate birds. He is no bird at all. In fact, he is an enemy of birds, a hunter. But he can make bird calls in order to be taken as a bird. Since since the sounds he makes are assumed and not properly his, he can, if asked, make different calls. He is able to make different calls because he has learned to pilfer people's goods and show you a different piece of linen from every house. Okay,
0: so now finishing all this off... Mm -hmm. It is what we are saying that if you are fulfilling a different task, mm-hmm. other than what you've been designed to do, that we've already should say we, that we've already understood. Mm-hmm. You're getting distracted, mm-hmm. like new and on the camel going the wrong mm-hmm. direction. But what will also be the case is that there will be other people mm-hmm. who have turned away from or have lost sense of their direction, and then they become. The, the hunters that are also pulling you down. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate example this is shaitan of okay, Uh who who has turned and made it his goal just to take all of humanity down mm-hmm. with him. but you'll also have people who believe that they are doing good mm-hmm. and in some general social sense they are doing good mm-hmm. but if it's take if that person is pulling you away from your purpose mm-hmm. to be the Khalifa of Allah in the world, then that person is like a hunter who is hunting birds mm-hmm. yeah. And so you also have these threats to your your purpose uh, mm-hmm. surrounding us. Okay, inshallah, let's stop right here. Okay. And so so for next time, inshallah, we will get into um, discourse number five, inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu ilaha illa ilaha ilaha enta nastaghfirika natuwi ilaik. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu ilaha ilaha enta nastaghfirika natuwi lake. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu illa ilaha illa anta.